Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. As we began Lent on Ash Wednesday, together as a congregation, we began to consider and study and look at the Lord's Prayer. And so this morning, our Lenten journey is completed. And so also we finish our journey and our study through the prayer that Jesus has given us. And so when we pray the Lord's Prayer in our tradition, we end it with a doxology. That is to say, we end it with a statement of praise. We say, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we ascribe to God these three things, kingdom, power, and glory, we must recognize that all three of these words are Easter words. They are resurrection words. They're words of victory. And as we've heard readings this morning throughout all of Scripture, each reading is really about one thing. Each reading is about God's victory over all the forces that might oppose him in this world. Whether that's the chaos at the beginning of creation in the darkness, which God subdues with light. Whether that's the Egyptians who try to oppress God's people or Nebuchadnezzar, all of these things try to separate God's creation and God's people from him, that God is victorious over them. And that's what Easter celebrates as well. It is the victory of God over all which separates us from him. The resurrection of Christ assures us then that all three of these things that we pray in the Lord's Prayer, kingdom, power, and glory, all of these things really do belong to God. And we can know that because of the resurrection. And so in the first place this very morning, we're assured that the kingdom of God has broken through and overcome all resistance. The resurrection shows us that God's reign as king is for our benefit because it shows us that God is not willing for anything to stand before us and him. Christ did not die for his own benefit. He had nothing to gain from it. Christ, as the very word of God, was always one with the Father, and he shares with the Father the name at which every knee will bow. And so there's nothing selfish, nothing ambitious about Christ. Rather, Christ is the very incarnation, the very embodiment of sacrificial love. And we understand the cross and resurrection first through this self-sacrificial love. And this means here on Easter morning that Christ has been risen for us. Christ has been raised for us. Just as it was for our benefit that he died on the cross in our place, so it is for our benefit that he was raised from the grave. Out of death, God has brought life. We know this spiritually to be true. For from our being dead in sin, God has brought us, brought us to new life. He has brought new life to our dead hearts. But we don't just understand this spiritually. This is also physical and literal. Though our flesh will die at the end of this lifetime, we will be raised again. The very bodies we have now will be raised again as new spiritual bodies in Christ. What is impossible, and it's impossible for the dead to come back to life. What is impossible has now been shown to be possible in Christ Jesus. 
The possibility of the impossible is exactly what God's kingdom looks like. We know that God forgives those who do not deserve it. God sows love and peace where there is once hate. And most of all, God raises the dead. This is what it means to say to God, thine is the kingdom. It is to say that, Lord, you are breaking through into this world. You are making all things new. And to make all things new is precisely the power we ascribe to God when we proclaim, thine is the power. The resurrection of Christ shows us God's power. There is no force in this world that is stopping God from making all things new. There is no force that will separate us from God who loves us. And this morning, the worst things of this world, the worst things of this world are subject to the risen Christ. He is Lord over them all. The power of evil men conspiring could not defeat him. The devil conspiring could not defeat him. Death itself could not defeat him because his power is greater than all those things. And what does God's power mean for you? It means that God will not let anything separate you from him. When you go to the grave, he says he will raise you up just as he has raised up his very own son. In 1 Corinthians, St. Paul says that Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection. He says that if all die in Adam, then also all will be made alive in Christ, and that we will share in a resurrection just like that of Christ. So because Christ has been raised, we know that the devil himself has no permanent grip on you. Evil men who scheme against you have no claim against you, and even our bodies which will eventually fail us in one way or another until we take our last breath. We're promised by the power of God that they will be made new too. Because thine is the power, because God's is the power, we are never left without hope in this world. And we see on this Easter Sunday that God's glory is given for us. The resurrection of Christ shows us completely that God does not hoard his goodness. He's nothing like a myth mythical dragon who sits in a cave protecting the riches he sits on. Instead, the resurrection shows us that God does not sit on an unreachable throne. Rather, God desires to pour out his very own glory onto us. He pours out his very life into our flesh so that in our flesh we will live in him forever. The resurrection of Christ shows us that God himself will be our eternal delight. We will live in the light of his glory, the light which has overcome all darkness. And the resurrection shows us this. The darkness is being burnt away. Even now as the sun rises up over the horizon and darkness is being scattered, so now has Christ scattered the darkness in his life. Despair is being crushed under the feet of the risen Lord. And death itself is being thrown into a lake of fire to be burned. What will be left for us is all goodness. All the goodness God has for us, he is sharing with us through the resurrection of our Lord. 
And he promises that there is a day coming when all will be made new. All will be shared with us, and we will be raised into the very presence of our loving Savior. The resurrection of Christ assures us that there is coming a day when, in fact, we will no longer even pray the Lord's Prayer. We won't need to pray the Lord's Prayer because we'll live in the full presence of God. There will no longer be temptation. There will no longer be anxieties. There will no longer be fear. There will no longer be evil to be delivered from. All tears will be wiped away because Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen.